Ospreys love to be at the highest point in the habitat. That might be a super canopy pine, or it might be a single dead snag in a beaver meadow, but it might also be a cell tower. If you've been here a while, you'll recognize that voice. It's Ian McLeod, founding host of Something Wild. And you may have seen an osprey nest yourself. It's quite a collection of sticks. Today, we're talking about the successful recovery of ospreys. I'm Chris Martin with New Hampshire Audubon. I'm Dave Anderson with the Forest Society, and this is Something Wild. We recently sat down with Ian to reminisce about ospreys. Forty years ago, due to DDT and other toxins, New Hampshire had about a dozen nests, all in the northern part of the state. Today, we have roughly 150 pairs, enough that New Hampshire Audubon no longer carefully monitors the osprey population. But Ian continues to follow them in the lakes region. So when you look at the recovery of ospreys, you can really ascribe that to three primary things. The legislation, you've got land conservation, and you've got active management. And that's an example of human enlightened uh, self-interest. So I agree uh, that humans can do things that actually improve ospreys a lot. But uh, as a raptor biologist, I have to ascribe a lot of the recovery to the ospreys themselves and to their ability to raise young. Yeah, I mean, I think adaptability is really the key, even though they are a very specialized bird in their diet, you know, where they nest, how tolerant they are of people is a key because clearly they've got a, you know, 21st century New Hampshire or wherever else, there's more people, there's more activity, there's activity on lakes. um, And ospreys have just learned to live with, live with people and live with humans and, you know, just adapt uh, in many, many ways. I think some of the Something Wild listeners will, uh, identify with that because there's a uh, pair of ospreys nesting in Nashua at the Trader Joe's on a uh, lamppost right in the middle of the parking lot. We should probably take a step back and just talk a little bit about ospreys in general. So ospreys are a raptor. They're that part of that group of birds known as birds of prey. Uh, interestingly, the osprey is the sole representative of its family. And, and, they're, and they're all over the world. They're found in every continent except Antarctica. And an osprey in Scotland is the same as an osprey in North America, is the same as an osprey in Australia. It is the only bird of prey in the world to feed exclusively on live fish. So that very, very specialized diet means that it has to leave New Hampshire, um, you know, until evolution makes them learn how to use an ice auger. They got to <laughs> leave the state of New Hampshire. What things are you keeping an eye on as you monitor ospreys in the lakes region? One of the issues that we're going to be really keeping track of is that relationship with bald eagles, because bald eagles took a little bit longer to recover than ospreys did. A lot of the same issues you know, that, that ospreys faced, eagles faced the same sort of thing with DDT. But the population of bald eagles is now really growing. And ospreys and eagles hate each other. <laughs> I should say ospreys really hate bald eagles. You know, bald eagles are bigger. They're more powerful. They're, they're pirates. You know, they'll sit and watch an osprey do all the work of catching a fish and then just chase it until it drops the fish and they'll steal it. Right. We use that, my favorite term, kleptoparasitism, which it's I love. It's a great term. Yeah. It's like a Scrabble word. No, it's too big for a Scrabble word. Oh, you can okay. never do that one. But yeah, <laughs> eagles, I, I prefer just bullies. They're just bullies in yeah. the territory. So ospreys are definitely looking over their shoulder more now mm. that bald eagles are back. What keeps you interested in continuing to track them? It's kind of a nice cross-section, we assume, of the rest of the population. If I suddenly see some dramatic change happening, a, a major failure year after year after year, that would be a red flag that there's something going on. 
Thanks, Ian. Ian McLeod is the executive director of the Squam Lakes Natural Science Center. Thank you for coming in today. Great to chat with you guys. If you're outside this fall watching hawk migration, you might see a few ospreys winging their way south. For Something Wild, I'm Dave Anderson. And I'm Chris Martin. Something Wild is a partnership of the Forest Society, New Hampshire Audubon, and New Hampshire Public Radio.